This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers, and you know what makes me mad? When insurance companies deny your claim for no good reason. That's why people call me. I'm the lawyer insurance companies don't want to deal with. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors dusted the New Orleans Pelicans by a score of 127-104 to at the Smoothie King Arena on Friday night. Um, first off, happy International Women's Day. That's uh, more important than this game. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, th- this was... <laughs> this was just like an open scrimmage. Like, I haven't seen a game with this little defense and this little intensity in quite some time. And um, I, I, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, man, I just hope the Raptors never get back to a point where they're tanking or the games don't matter and they don't have any culture setters because this is what that looks like, man. You get the New Orleans Pelicans who, you know, have some decent pieces on the roster, but, I mean, Drew Holiday out with injury. Um, Etuan Moore out with injury. Um, Anthony Davis, who's been playing like 20 minutes a game just to sort of keep up appearances, didn't even bother. He apparently had lower back spasms from what? I have no idea. Probably those 20 grueling minutes. Um, so the Pelicans were super shorthanded. And this is a team that already traded, you know, Nikola Mirotic. You know, they, they, for some reason they won't trade him to the Raptors. Apparently they traded him to the Bucks. Okay, whatever. But. Yeah, this Pelicans team, you know, they didn't, they just, I don't even know what the point of them playing these games were. And, like, this is the one stat that's really telling from this game. The Raptors scored 53 points in the fast break. 53. Now, to put that number into perspective, the Raptors average 18.7 fast break points per game. That is fourth in the NBA. The lead leaders, Sacramento Kings, are at 21. And... Just to give you a reference, the the worst transition teams in the league, Detroit and uh, Miami, both average about 9.5. The Raptors scored 53 fast break points in one game. That's how much they get in a week. And the Raptors are really good at running the fast break. 
like Pelicans, I mean, they play an up-tempo style. Um, and so sort of just, you know, it welcomes this sort of thing. But, like, they played no defense whatsoever. There were so many times where Kawhi would just grab a rebound, dribble the entire length of the court, and just finish with a layup. No one really around him. And Kyle Lowry, you know, picking up defensive rebounds, throwing ahead to Pascal, throwing it to Kawhi, running the fast break with, you know, Kyle or Jeremy Lin. I mean, I just – and you know what? At least you, you credit the Pelicans because, like, the Raptors didn't really try that hard in the first half either. And so, you know, it was only a three-point or four-point game heading into halftime. Raptors were up, you know, 64 to uh, 60, or 60, 64 to 61. Okay, so it was a, a three-point game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, the Pelicans, they took it to the rack. They got a couple offensive rebounds. They they played, I wouldn't say they played hard, but, you know, they, they did just enough, really, to, to to keep themselves in the game. But then the Raptors started taking it seriously in the third quarter, and the Pelicans just didn't. I mean, it's funny to watch. Like, 20 seconds into the third uh, quarter, Pelicans missed. Kyle Lowry grabbed the rebound, threw a full court pass to Kawhi or to uh, Pascal, who was streaking up ahead of the pack, and he dunked the two hands, no contest, nothing, uh, no foul, nothing. And the Pelicans immediately called timeout. Alvin Gentry, you know, was just <laughs> the look on his face, man. <laughs> because apparently, because I was watching the Pelicans broadcast, and so you know they, they do that thing like the. The TV Tom Sterner uh, interviews where, you know, they talk to one random assistant coach and they're, like, giving you generic things. And um, in the Pelicans case, you know, the, 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 the assistant was like, yeah, you know, um, we, we've been talking about making sure to get back in transition. And, uh, you know, we got to really clamp down the Raptors transition game. And so the, when you see the first basket is the exact goddamn play where Kyle throws it to Pascal, uh, which is in every scouting report by now. Um you know, Gentry was pissed, and I, honestly, it didn't even make a difference. Um, the Pelicans got outscored twenty-nine to nineteen in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, the Raptors blew the game completely wide open and finished that quarter thirty-four to twenty-four. Um, lots of positive performances from the Raptors. Again, I wouldn't take too many things away from this game because it was literally a scrimmage. Like, I mean, it was <laughs> unprofessional, honestly, to see the Pelicans do what they did. Um, I guess I'll just run down. I mean, Pascal, really impressive. 19 points uh, on 7-15 shooting. Hit a 3. Uh, got the free throw line a couple of times. You know, did his magic in the post. Face up. You know, back to the basket. Turn around. Hook shot. Um, you know, transition scores. Everything like that. You know, some good passes as well. Running the fast break. Dishing off to Kawhi. Had a really impressive block. My God. Uh, he was recovering to, I forget who it was in the corner, but... You know that one Zion Williamson block that got people super hyped? And admittedly so. I mean, it was good for a reason. Like, you know, it's, it's it was a great block. Uh, every time you – anytime one of these bigs rotates out from the paint and blocks uh, a corner three, it's like – it's a rare sight, so it's always celebrated. But, yeah, I mean, Pascal had one of those blocks. Um, just over, overall his energy is completely tailor-made to a game like this. You know what I mean? Up and down style. Pascal can get whatever he wanted, and that's basically what happened. The one thing with Pascal I've been seeing of late is that, you know, occasionally he'll bust out this face-up jumper, and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll, like, shoot it off the dribble and stuff. And, you know, that's obviously not his game, but you could tell that he's, like, trying to develop, trying to add more dimensions to this game. And that's a scary thought. If you can hit that jumper consistently, I mean, because he can already get to the rim. 
We know that. He can already post up. We know that. He can run in transition. He can already hit the corner threes. Um, if he can also add a face-up jumper to his game, oh, my Lord. And he could pass, too. I mean, Pascal, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing. That, that kid is motivated, and I love his his effort. Kawhi, 31 points in 27 minutes, 14 of 20 shooting. The only time he missed was when he took some threes, you know, a little bit off in the three-point line, but it didn't matter. He got to the paint at will. Um, man, look, listen, I've seen a lot of defensive game plans against Kawhi Leonard. I mean, he is obviously the number one item uh, on every opposing scouting report. You got to stop Kawhi or whatever. The Pelicans, man. Their plan for Kawhi Leonard was to put Kenrich Williams on him. Who the hell is Kenrich? No, I'm kidding. I actually know. I you know I, I'm an NBA fiend, so I do actually know who Kenrich Williams is. It's actually you know been a nice success story for the Pelicans. But like, man, he is not equipped to guard Kawhi whatsoever. Just not at all. And um, it showed. 31 points in 27 minutes. 14 to 20 shooting. That's and honestly, he didn't even break a sweat. Like, he was just taking little turnaround jumpers, going in transition, finishing, you know, just... That's honestly about it. Facing up, you know, doing a couple crossovers, you know, shooting, like... Really easy night for Kawhi, man. Just so easy. Um, I'll skip Marcus. I'll talk about him at the end. It's a, that one's a little bit sad. Kyle had a uh, triple-double. 13 points, 12 assists, 11 rebounds. Didn't shoot it particularly well, but he did have two uh, pull-up threes in the fourth quarter to seal it. He also had a putback, which is hilarious. Kyle uh, was really going hard for that triple-double, and why not, man? Why not? He deserved to. I mean, he, he, he wanted that Jason Kidd stat line. You got it, buddy. 13 points, 12 assists, 11 rebounds. Um, but honestly, uh, again, in, in these up-tempo games, Kyle is always going to thrive because he's so good at throwing that hit-ahead pass. Um and one side that really jumps out, 12 assists, only one turnover. And in a game where this was a sloppy game, where people were throwing wild passes nonstop, both ends of the floor. And for Kyle to orchestrate his team and, you know, get his teammates so many easy looks by just, uh, you know, his vision and not making any mistakes, it's, it's impressive, man. So congrats to Kyle for getting that triple-double. Danny Green. Hit some threes, especially in that third quarter there. You know, you know, hit back-to-back threes to sort of push the lead to double digits, and Raptors kept it there. I mean, I don't know. Danny Green also shot up his off-the-dribble game a little bit. Uh, he flubbed two nice passes from Gasol that Danny should have really finished. It's unfortunate. Some really nice passes from Gasol. But uh, overall, you know, good game from Danny. Coming off the bench, OG. I love this energy. Seven points, three rebounds, three assists, three steals. Three or four shooting with a three in 23 minutes with a driving bucket over um, Julius Randle. Randle's nice. I like Randle. He, he'd, be, he'd be a really nice bench guy. Um, but um, anyway, yeah, OG, I mean, he was – I liked his uh, his recognition and awareness defensively. You know, um, he's, he's starting to, like, really lock in again. And there was a stretch, obviously, in the earlier in the year where he was dealing with some personal – um, concerns and it's it's really unfortunate and I, and I hope he's him and his family are okay um, or at least as much as you can be okay after some of those things but um, yeah OG's really come around in the last month you know six weeks or so and uh, his defense is back to being really really good I mean the three steals is is great and a lot of those sparked fast breaks made some good passes off those as well um, but I mean yeah I mean the Raptors just gonna need him 
just need him really badly in the playoffs because they are kind of one wing short if he doesn't play well because you can't rely on Norm. You can't really rely on... They don't even have that many other wings, really, like McCaw. McCaw could come in, but he would just give you, you know, defense for the most part. And so I I don't even know. Like, you just, you know, you kind of need OG to play well. And uh, of late, he's been playing well. And if he keeps this up, you know, it's a huge boom for the Raptors. Um, Hamdy Miller came in, hit two threes in garbage time. Norm Powell, I mean, he had eight points, but, like, on four of eight shooting, which is fine. But it it just, I don't know. It looked like he was struggling the whole time I I don't quite know how to explain that, really. Surge had a really nice effort off the bench, 12 points, 11 rebounds. I should have put him in my 10 things, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, the five blocks are really nice, man. Back-to-back games with five blocks with Serge Ibaka. Um, you know, part of this was the Pelicans were just playing stupid offense, so Serge was able to get some easy ones. But, you know, defensively, his energy was really good. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one of those games where, off, he, even though he came off the bench, he had a lot of those minutes with Kyle, Kyle feeding him in the mid-range, you know. Serge is going to get those mid-range jumpers, buddy. That's the best way. When Serge comes in, whoever's the point guard must, on three straight possessions, run pick and pop with Serge, get him a couple of looks, just so he's engaged for the rest of the game, and you establish him as a threat. It's it's best for the whole team. I wish Jeremy Lin would do that more often. Speaking of Jeremy, finally hit some threes. Finally. I mean, it's great to see a pair of pull-up threes, basically from the exact same location, a few minutes apart um, in the second half. Coming down in transition, pulling up from top of the key and just swishing both, and it's it's nice. Um, you know, he also had six of uh, nine shooting for fourteen points. Um, you know, kind of got into trouble driving into traffic a couple of times. I didn't really like that part of this game, but just you know, the threes, the fact that he was able to pull up. Um, you know, we know that he's taken a lot of criticism for it, and um, yeah, I mean that Houston game was just flat out awful. There's no excuse for it, but. Um, you know, it's nice to see that his confidence is still there, that he was still willing to take those shots, you know. Um, I mean, I don't ultimately think he's going to be a guy who's going to take a lot and make a lot of pull-up threes, but uh, again, it's just the the willingness to shoot the three and actually making the three is going to be very important for your point guard position. It just is what it is. So, I'm happy for Jeremy. In terms of your three stars, you know, Kawhi gets the number one star, Pascal number two. And third star goes to Kyle. I mean, those have been your three best players in the season. Um, and then in terms of your Joe Henderson Award, I'm giving that to uh, Czech Diallo. 16 points, 12 rebounds. Um, he had a lot of contested shots, but I just felt like he kept, like, he had a really good touch to hit them. I don't know. The whole team, like, it didn't really feel like the Pelicans should have scored on most of their possessions. Like, a lot of it was like, oh, man, Frank Jackson will go in for a layup, and then he'll get his own, own offensive rebound off a tricky bounce and then put it back in. Or Alfred Payton will be left wide open for three, and he'll hit three of five from deep. Or, like, Julius Randle will just barge into the lane and get a call. Or, like, I don't know, man. Check the Oliver had some contested shot and, like, some floaters, and he, he had some nice touch on them. So, you know, good for him, but... And ultimately, you know, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. The Pelicans didn't stand a chance. I mean, though, to, to be fair, they were just super shorthanded, but also they just didn't play basketball. <laughs> like, this was not a basketball game. This is not an NBA basketball game. This was a scrimmage. Um, and then, yeah, and the one thing I wanted to circle back to was Casal, who, you know, he played 19 minutes, he got the start. You know, he had four points, nine rebounds, only one assist, although he threw some couple of good passes, two blocks. Like, he played good defense. Um, he, he got a rough whistle to start, although, he, you know, he was fine the rest of the way. Um, you know, was pretty good defensively in the paint. The Pelicans really made an effort to go into the paint because they're not a good shooting team. 
and Gasol was really effective down there. But the fact that this man only had four points, I kind of take exception to this. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, for the guy to only get six shots in 19 minutes, like, he just he has to get more shots than that. I, and I, I get that, like, you know, Kyle needs to shoot a little bit to establish his offense, and, and Kawhi was hot, and, and Pascal was hot, and so, okay, fine. But, I mean, like, come on. Six six shots? Like, that's just, it's not enough, right? And for him to get four points, like, he doesn't even really touch the ball that much. Like, he'll occasionally get these dribble handoffs, and it's like, okay, cool. You know, but that's not much offense for him. That's really creating for other people, and, you know, swinging the ball around, like, you know, he occasionally gets a like a spot up jumper, and he has to kind of hit that. Like that's, it's tough, man. It's it's tough. I'm, I'm sure it's a huge adjustment for Gasol, who's, you know, done so much more than this previously in his career, and for him to be relegated to doing what he does is, you know, I mean, it's not. It's just a little bit sad. It really is. Like there was one point where he had missed these two jumpers, um, in the first half, and you could tell that when there was a break in play, um. He was, like, screaming to himself, you know? And it was sort of, like, just this feeling of frustration, I'm sure. Because he's getting open looks and he's missing them. But, I mean, usually he gets so many more touches that he gets into the flow of things, right? I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm just trying to contextualize the numbers. And, and you know, it's, you know, I, I hope that they find a good role for him. And I hope that, um, you know, there are more opportunities for him to score. Part of it's on him, too. Like, he's not a really a good finisher on the basket anymore. He's He's got a little bit of that Monroe-itis. Um, of of missing some easy uh, chippies around the rim, and so, you know, it, it's it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, I mean, obviously, it didn't affect the Raptors today. They won by twenty three. It's nothing to really complain about. But you know, yeah, it's four points. That's it's hard. It's shocking when you see that, right? He's a, this is a really really good player. Uh, has accomplished so much in his career, and he's scoring four points. That's just it's just weird. There has to be more consideration for what Gasol's role is within the team. Um, because to, to bring him in and just get rebounds and score four points, I mean, it's four points, nine rebounds, two blocks is a Bismack Biombo stat line. It's not a Marcus All stat line. It just isn't. Um, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, so that does it for the game. Again, I, not too much to take away from the game o- overall. Like it, it was just one of those games where. You know, it's the end of the NBA season. You know, some teams are ready to go on vacation, and the Pelicans are one of them. So. That does for the podcast. You can read 10 things on Raptors Public, and uh, I'll be back on Sunday to recap next game. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. reported three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.